Making her debut right now on Sid and Friends in the Morning, the aforementioned Kellyanne Conway. Kellyanne, welcome to the show. Good Friday morning. How are you? I've never been better. Thank you, Sid. I'm so excited to join you. Oh, my God. I'm so excited to have you, too. And we've spent the, the better part, really, Kellyanne, of the last two and a half hours, my three co-hosts today, Liz Pipko, Pete Morgan, and Corey Zellner, talking about Donald Trump. I am still a Trump guy. Uh, I am critical of Donald when I need to be. But I'm still a Trump guy. If the election is today, I'm voting for Trump, not DeSantis. And the last couple of polls, four of them, Kellyanne, say that I'm not alone. Trump building as much as a 15-point lead in a Fox News poll over Ron DeSantis. Did that surprise you? It does not, for several reasons. Trump's major rationale for running again is that I did the job once, I'll do it again. And what, what was that job? What were the fruits of his presidency? Especially pre-COVID, Sid, and friends. We had the booming economy. We had energy independence. Putin not in Ukraine. Four and a half million people not just walking over the southern border. We had we did not have these spikes in crime. We didn't have rising costs, rising crime. So people really are drowning economically and a little bit culturally, and they're looking for pockets of air. So number one, that's his rationale. The other thing is, let me tell you something. Until you face those cleave lights, until you're on a debate stage, until you're asked the rough questions you never saw coming by 60 reporters at the same time in mass, like a bunch of lemmings. You have no idea what you're made of. And we all know what he's made of. Nobody endures persecution and eludes prosecution quite like Donald <laughs> Trump. And sort of the get Trump, get Trump movement, you know, they're still at it. They've still got a couple lawsuits out there here and there. But they're going to be caught unaware by one thing. The donors do not choose the nominees. The pollsters, the pundits, the radio show hosts, the TV anchors, they do not choose our president. The people choose our president. And in Donald Trump, people, people see a fighter. They see somebody who's in it for the right reasons, that he's not doing it for himself. He's doing it for the people. And I'm, you know, I'm like you. I think the reason I'm still close to him, he called me yesterday, in fact, the reason I'm still close to President Trump is because I'm not obsequious. I'm very honest. I will uh, call out something I think is erroneous. I don't like the personal attacks on someone like Elaine Chow. I think that's terrible. And I tell him directly, there's nothing to be gained from that. It's nasty. And I like more insights and fewer insults. But I will say this. The guys had a very strong 2023. 2023 started with Biden having his document documents problem of his own. Uh, Trump, the January 6th committee report really didn't go anywhere. Came and went for all intents and purposes. You've got Kevin McCarthy, a speaker, trying to be a steward of the America First agenda. So at least we have one chamber in the, in the Congress. And you've got Donald Trump out there having a good a time as any, as the first, and to this moment, one of the only announced candidates for president. Said, we can talk all day long. This one, that one, this one, that one. You can't win if you don't play. If you want to be president. Yep. Stop with the flattery and go put your name on the ballot. No, you're right. And uh, you mentioned all those great things he did in 2023. And the biggest one of all, of course, was his appearance in East Palestine, Ohio, just two weeks ago before yeah. anybody from that administration. Uh, one quick thing. Are, are you working with him officially or no? I'm not. not I have okay. a Fox News contributor contract. I'm not right. working Okay. With so me. going back to your point about 2023 being great, you're 100% right. But you'll admit this too, Kellyanne. He needed that because the end of 2022 
between his, you know, Kanye West, forget about the Nazi guy, Kanye West being at Mar-a-Lago, ripping up the Constitution, the trading cards. I mean, 2022 didn't end very well. So it was, he needed 2023 to start great. And to his credit, it did. But you'd agree that 2022 did not end well. Oh, there's no doubt about it. And look, he still has a number of lawsuits that are pending here, there, and, and whatnot. But his connection to the people, I like the fact that he's doing fewer rallies and more of these videos, these policy videos. I think that's a sweet spot for Donald Trump. He, he's the guy who took on China. In fact, in our White House, Donald Trump basically injected China into almost every conversation, Sid, whether it was about trade, forced technology transfers, the fentanyl crisis, and certainly uh, the virus that began in China. And on and on and on. The Uyghurs, you know, he's the first president to have a special session at the United Nations General Assembly about religious liberty and persecution. And of course, he took China to task. And look where we are now with China. So I also think he's the antidote to Biden. I think one of the best things he has going for him is Biden. And I, you know, I do caution people. I travel around this country constantly, give a lot of speeches on TV. I, I caution people constantly, as fun as it is and as easy as it is, it's pretty lazy and it's a sugar high to constantly be citing Joe Biden's obvious mental and physical deficits. And I'll tell you why. The art of politics is not to tell people what they can see, but what they can't see. And when I think of Joe mm. Biden, I think of the spiteful cancellation of the pipeline, yep. punishing innocent people, lost their jobs out of spite, not ideological principle, energy dependence. I think of a guy who against the advice of all of his generals with no rationale, no plan, withdrew out of Afghanistan in a, in a hot minute and turned over control of Kabul and the rest of the country to the Taliban, left $85 billion of equipment and intelligence in China's wingspan. And by the way, Sid, what in the world is really the purpose? What is the, what is the rationale for having the first female vice president of the United States if because she and Joe Biden are there, the women of Afghan are less free? So, we're not going to beat Joe Biden by pointing out what people can do. Mm. You beat Joe Biden by reminding them of everything that he's done that's backwards. Oh, I, I couldn't but agree I more. I, you know, I've had these conversations with uh, Bill O'Reilly, who's great on my show every Thursday. I get huge ratings. Uh, but he would always pass Joe off as, well, his cognitive issues. I go, listen to me, Bill. That may be true. He's talking to dead people. I get it. But he's evil. And I'll tell you who's more evil than Joe Biden is his wife. Because there is no way you can tell me that any loving spouse, any loving spouse, Kellyanne, is okay watching their husband talk to dead people in front of millions of people. But she wants to be first lady so badly, she doesn't care. So as much as I dislike Joe Biden, and I dislike him, his wife, Jill, she's disgusting, in my opinion. She's pretty ambitious uh, in her role. And look, I said that at the beginning, If you, she, she would have known better than anybody, correct, Sid, that he wasn't up to the task. Um, she knew before a majority of Americans were telling pollsters very unequivocally, Joe Biden lacks the energy, the mental, phys- uh, the, the mental fitness, the physical fitness, the vision, the principles, the policy to do the job. He's underwater on all the policies. But I think what's really remarkable about Joe Biden, that Bill Clinton and Barack Obama, the two most recent former Democratic presidents, Even when they had tough times in the polls, even when they were facing headwinds and losing dozens of seats in the House, they had very strong personal attributes vis-a-vis the public. Joe Biden's cratered a long time ago, Sid, particularly among independents, and he's not going to win that back. So you see majorities, strong majorities, growing majorities of Americans saying he's not honest, Joe Biden's not trustworthy, he doesn't have a plan or a vision for the future, he's not up to the task. 
They don't believe that he connects with people like them. He's underwater, not just on the policies, but all the personal attributes. Now, you mentioned Ron DeSantis. I think he's been a great governor of Florida. I think that he um, has done a very nice job there. If I were he, I'd wait till 2028. He can, you know, maybe walk into the presidency, be a two-term governor of Florida. Yeah, but he's he's but he's not going to do it. So he's not going to do it. So I want to go back to what you said before, because, again, as the number one Trump supporter in New York, and for that reason, by the way, Donald needs to come on this show. I've got Lara on every two weeks. I got you on, but Donald needs to come on. Um, uh, I will say this. He is going to run. He is a great governor in Florida. There's no question that Donald Trump put him on the map. But that's like uh, me saying I have to be nice to Imus every day because you put me on 20 years ago. Yes, Imus gave me the chance, but now I've proven I'm number one without him. Same thing with DeSantis. He just won that gubernatorial race in a big way years after Donald Trump put him on the scene. So I would much rather see Donald Trump say, listen, great governor, great guy, but I've done this already rather than Ron DeSanctimonious, Meatball Ronnie. He's got to stop that nonsense. That's not going to help him. I agree with all that. I've told him as much because really it's the policy differences. And look what's very much on the minds of all voters right now, particularly undecided and so-called independent voters, Sid. They're concerned about national security and foreign policy. They think that things are not going well abroad. They look at our southern border. That's our greatest national security threat right now. I mean, domestically, our greatest security threat. But guess what? People feel very unsafe, and I don't know that they're going to go for a governor necessarily if they're thinking of foreign policy and national security. And I'll say one other thing. Ron DeSantis is a very smart person. He's done a great job. I think when he and a few of these other governors talk about COVID, 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 they're not matching the moment. People don't want to talk about that. If it's part of your leadership skills and what you did, and that's debatable for each of them, then that will be, that again, will literally be debated. But I think uh, it's a lot of woke and a lot of COVID and not enough. What is your economic plan? I don't believe that the Republican primary presidential nomination is going to be decided on gender or race or age. Who has the better plan to slash the regulations that are duplicative and onerous and unfair, cut our taxes, make sure people who have jobs aren't even looking for jobs or creating jobs, who have a job, feel like the job is enough to afford everyday life, security, affordability, fairness. I think the presidential candidate, and Donald Trump should talk more about this, I agree, just fairness. It's unfair that men are playing women's sports. It's unfair that plumbers and pipe fitters are paying for the student loans of doctors and lawyers. It's unfair that big tech can decide who flourishes online and who's censored and shadow banned and canceled and worse. So, look, it's the trade deals. It's all the things that Donald Trump did as commander-in-chief, military trade deals with China, with Korea, with Japan, with Mexico and Canada. It's it's facing down China. It's containing Russia and North Korea. Governors just don't have that track record. Nope. So he's much better off saying nope. all of that right. than the stuff that you're mentioning. Correct. So 30 seconds to go. I've got friends who voted for Trump. Now they're going sideways on him. I love him. I love his policies, but I like DeSantis. And I tell them what you just said, and they go, but here's the problem. He's not electable. Even if he wins a primary, which I think will be the much tougher battle than the actual election, even if he wins a primary, he can't win Election Day. Explain to those folks, if you can, Kellyanne Conway, in 60 seconds or less, why he absolutely can win the general election. He's done it before. He could do it again. The the biggest threat probably to Donald Trump against uh, Joe Biden, a third-party candidate coming in, and doing for Biden what Perot did for Clinton in 1992. Bill Clinton won his first election with just shy of 44% of the popular vote, but Perot got 19% of the vote, said he got zero electoral votes. Maine was his best state, and it was 30%. 
zero electoral votes, but Perot basically delivered Bill Clinton as president. So that, that's a threat. But let me say this to people. Electability is the most dangerous word for conservatives. It's the most dangerous word because it deprives the voters of their voice and their choice. We cannot predict who can win and who can't win. That makes us all lazy. When Donald Trump may be campaign manager, I wrote it in my book, Here's the Deal, it's the first couple pages of the book. I said, you have done the impossible. You have defied the fiction of electability. You beat 17 Republicans. Now you got to do it with Hillary Clinton. And I said, electability pretends I know if you can or can't win long before the votes are cast. Electoral college is how you do or don't win. And from that moment, we focused on 11 states where Barack Obama won them by 50 percent twice, including Florida, Iowa, Ohio, which are now very red states, uh, where Hillary Clinton was not above 50 percent in the polling. And most importantly, where a Republican had won statewide for governor or senator during the Obama-Biden years. They were allergic to Republicans. And that's what we focused on. That's how he won. So it just, you know, this one can win, that one can't win. Nobody knows that. And saying that plays right into the Democratic stance. Democrats' hands. How come none of the Democrats are saying, Joe Biden can't win. He's not electable. Hmm, true. He's You're not right. even tenable. Right. He's not palatable. Right. He's not capable. So yep. he certainly should be seen as not electable. Well, I waited a long time uh, for this to happen, Kellyanne, and I must say that it was worth every second. You were not good. You were amazing and great, and I just only hope you keep coming back through this unbelievable run we're going to face the next couple of years with Trump and all these Republicans and Democrats. So thank you so much. Have a great weekend. You were great. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I'll be back, Sid. All the best to you and Sid and friends. Take care. All right, sweetie. Take care. There she is, the great Kellyanne Conway.